Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Yes, it's a very big good morning on this Saturday. Yes, this day has arrived. It's October 14. It's Everest Day, Caulfield Guineas Day. As I said at the top of the show at 9 o'clock, it's Caulfield full of tradition and Randwick full of innovation. With the Everest there, the $20 million race and the $5 million King Charles, the first running in a wave to King Charles. And then at Caulfield, you've got the famous Caulfield Guineas, the old Caulfield Stakes, now known as the Might and Power Stakes, and then the Turak, the Handicap Mile Race, which is a beauty this year because I think we're saving the best for last with Amelia's Jewel, the star attraction at the Heath this afternoon. This is race card thanks to Ladbrokes, which is making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Download the app today and Ladbroke. Gareth all with you on SEN Track for race card and... This man always is marking our race car with success. And he's live at Caulfield today. I speak of Nicholas Quinn. Quinny, welcome to the show, mate. Uh, I know that you would have jumped out of bed with a couple of extra springs in your leg because today for us racing fans, and it's been a big weekend across the three codes. We had the Ladbrokes Million Dollar Chase where Jay's Jay took it out for Queensland and the Zamet family in spectacular fashion. Now into Everest Day, Guineas Day, and then Victoria Cup tonight. Hello to you, mate. Hello, Gareth, and you're absolutely spot on. I'm sure you're in the same boat where it's one of those rare occasions you wake up before your alarm goes off because you do have the spring in your step. And let's face it, we grew up loving sport and loving racing. And I know you and I are lucky enough to be involved in a work capacity, and it certainly doesn't feel like work on days like this, despite the fact you're doing about 40 hours in 24 hours that much on your plate. But it's just so exciting. And anyone that loves racing, you just described it beautifully because there's so much history, there's so much tradition. This is the purest day out here at Caulfield where I am. And it's something brand new and shiny and exciting where you are up in Sydney as well. So it does cater for everyone. And for mine, the best days are when there's top racing in both Caulfield or both in Melbourne and in Sydney. We get that today. Some of the biggest cheers at Randwick will be when the popular elects win at Caulfield. Some of the biggest cheers here at Caulfield will be when some of the well-back gallopers get the job done up in Sydney. It unites people. It's absolutely sensational. And I just can't wait for what is hopefully going to be a feast for punters today because it does look one of those days, Gareth. It's going to be feast or famine. There's so many very popular elects that have been well-backed. If they all win, the bookies will be bleeding. But sometimes, unfortunately, it does seem too good to be true and it turns out to be the case. Yep, today will be our day. I think you need to think, with a lot of positive energy because I think the best horses win the best races. And now when you come across individuals and you think, geez, uh, this man would be very proud of what he's been able to achieve in his life. And I think anyone that's living their dream um, can sit back and have a glass of red and, and look back and say, well, I've, I've actually done a pretty good job. And I admire this uh, man who's about to join us so much because he has built his empire from scratch He's loved this game. He's gone through all the right avenues and then he's worked out how the, well, the best way to be the best at what he does. And he has a big day in front of him now, Henry Field, because he's from Newgate Farm, because they've got the favourite, of course, in the Caulfield Guineas with Militarise. And they also own a slot in the Everest. And think about it, the favourite will be representing 
the Newgate slot. I speak of Henry Field and he joins us here on Race Card on SEN Track on this Saturday morning. Good morning to you, Henry. Um, which race are you looking forward to most, the Everest or the Caulfield Guineas, as I say hello? Good morning, Gareth. Good morning, Quinny. Yeah, it's going to be a great day and I'm incredibly excited for both races. Uh, Gareth, the, uh, as, as, you, as you can attest to in Sydney, the atmosphere in the uh, around town is electric. I was down getting my coffee earlier and there were good random people talking about the Everest and when, when good random people are talking about a horse race, it's great for our business. It is. Henry, I was been in Sydney and I've enjoyed a build-up to the Everest on a few occasions, but I arrived on Wednesday night all through the airport when you jumped in the Uber. Everybody is talking about this Everest. They've had some terrific functions around this race. It's all through the newspapers on on your TV screens, there's billboards everywhere. Johnny O'Neill must be making a fortune off Peter Volandis this week. Um, so, but it, the Everest has come much more than just a horse race. It's become an event. And as I said at the top, you've got Caulfield, which I love Caulfield, and it's all about tradition today um, with the Caulfield Guineas in that meeting. But Peter Volandis has proven that you can innovate, and it's all about the innovation at Randwick with the – with the Everest and, and the King Charles and even the Kosciuszko, there'll be 50,000 there at Randwick today. And what he's been able to do for this sport, I don't think he could put a price on, Henry. Yeah, Peter's a, uh, Peter's a hell of an operator. Uh, he's driven. He, funny, it's a funny thing. I was, I was talking about it at a function through the week, but when he first came up with the idea of, of, of the Everest seven or eight years ago, he actually called me into his office and said, you spend a lot of time in America. Uh, they've, they've got it one of these slot races in America. What do you think? Do you think we could pull it off in Australia? And I said, Peter, it's no good. It doesn't work, you know? And the American one had been an absolute disaster. But what Peter managed to do is he, he really he really thought about it and managed to put a, a, a model in place that gave the Everest not only longevity, but the ability to thrive and now be one of the world's most important horse races. And that's quite a remarkable achievement uh, to think that this race, this race was, was not even a... Thing seven or eight years ago is just extraordinary. Just, just on that, Henry and Nicholas Quinn's about to join us as well. But so, how come it didn't work in America and it's worked here? What's been the difference? I think, I think the fact that the that the uh, the, the broader public's got behind the race here, I think, was, was hugely important. And I think, uh, from a mechanical point of view, I think the fact that Peter uh, put the slot holders into longer positions. So essentially, in America. You'd only take a slot if you had it for one year. So you'd only take a slot if you had a horse good enough to run in the race, which which often that's not the case. Six months out from a big race, it, it, they're generally not a full field of like a, of, of of single figure chances, so to speak. Whereas what Peter did that was so smart is he went to to, to corporations, stud farms, leading owners, and put together uh, a package for them to take a slot that would go over multiple years and multiple a commitment for multiple years, which meant that that it became a a game of chess between slot holder and horse owner as opposed to slot holder being horse owner, so to speak. And I think that was the genius to it. There's no room for modesty when you're on SEN track, Henry. If Cam Luke was saying that same story, he would have said Peter Volandis invited him to the office and then you got the Everest idea going and up and running. So it's <laughs> refreshing humility on this program. But I just want to talk to you about Militarise because this horse has just been absolutely wonderful. And I'd like to talk to you about what you were probably thinking maybe 12 months ago because 
He showed promise as a two-year-old, but I think even in your wildest dreams, you probably wouldn't have thought 12 months down the track, he'd be favoured for the Caulfield Guineas on the back of a dominant win in the Golden Rose. I know he had excuses in the Golden Slipper, but he was beaten nearly 20 lengths as 100 to 1. So it's been an incredible improvement as he's progressed. It has been, but what I will say, Quinny, is that he, he won very well first time out uh, in, in what, what was a pretty strong 1,200-metre uh, two-year-old race at Canterbury. When he progressed from that, he was just working incredibly well, so much so that Chris Swaller, who's a very, obviously well, a master trainer, but a conservative trainer, was adamant he wanted to run the horse in the Golden Slipper at 100 to 1. And that's not a Chris Waller move. So when Chris was so bullish to do that, you knew at that point that he thought he was something very good because it's just not Chris's style to, to throw horses and golden slippers for the sake of it. And uh, and that particular day, he was pushed into the rail and, and Ryan Maloney um, essentially stopped riding him. But uh, he's a horse that Chris has always had a, had, a, had a massive, massive opinion of. And it doesn't surprise me to see that he's, that he's really progressed since his two-year-old days. So after that golden slipper, Henry, he went on to some great deeds, winning a couple of group ones. Do you ever think if he didn't get chopped out of that, that slipper, what might have happened at 100 to 1? Well, I don't think he was 100 to 1 shot, but, but, but yeah, the probability is you never know, do you? But, uh, you know, obviously the slipper's a very hard race to win, so it's, it's probably a moot point. But he, like, he certainly wasn't in there to make the numbers up, right? Like he was... Uh, yeah. He was a horse that it was a horse that Chris was adamant to to, to run, and 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 he he and don't forget he just been run third, but not that big a margin behind Cylinder in the in the Todman two weeks earlier. So his two off form pre-slip was pretty good. Right, Henry, Breaks. what are sorry, you thinking today? Through. Sorry, sorry, Gareth. Oh, what are you thinking today, Henry? And what's the team saying? Because he looks so well placed in the Caulfield Guineas. A lot of punters will be behind him. What are the confidence levels like? Uh, horse, horse is very happy. Horse is very healthy. Um, Joe's very uh, bullish about his prospects. I suppose if uh, if you're looking at it in a balanced way, maybe it doesn't map perfectly. Um, I think the the on-speed horses, the way the race might shape, might have an advantage. But he, he may well be the best horse in the race, and hopefully he can overcome that. But uh, obviously we've got great respect for Stepati, who looks you know really really excellent colt in his own right. And there's two or three other pretty good horses in there that um, some have the ability to, to, to roll more forward, and they might be hard to run down given the, the way the, the race might shape. But the horse himself is very healthy, he's very well, and the confidence levels are very positive. Have you booked a jockey for the Cox Plate yet? No, we'll just get through today first. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I think we'll have no problem getting a jockey if he was doing yeah. today. I think he would have no issue. But we just thought we'd get through today first and. And um, and see how how he goes, and see if he's still you know progressing in the right direction. And we can certainly look at that after today if he was to run well or win today. Um, uh, but he's yeah he's he's really he's really in good order, and um, he's you know and he's he's you know this has been his target race. The Corfield Guineas has been his target race for the preparation. So so it's not you know this is the race that he that Chris has had not doubt from as his as his. Uh, yeah, he's a big one, and, and hopefully he can he can run accordingly. So explain just yeah, from a just... Bis- sorry, Quinny, just from a business point of view here, um, Henry. If you win a Caulfield Guineas, what does that mean for your business at Newgate? Like, how much more value does a horse that go on to a horse if they win a a, a, a Group One Caulfield Guineas? Well, any time a colt, a good colt, a really good colt, or any colt wins a time honoured race like a Caulfield Guineas, 
which is a stadium making race. The race has been won by so many exceptional stadiums over over the last few decades. Uh, it's a huge value add, and um, you know he's he's a horse that uh, he's done enough already to be a very very highly sought after commercial stadium. But every time you add a, a you know a major race like a Caulfield Guineas onto a horse's resume, it's just adds another layer of the cake to keep building his profile. Now, Henry, you didn't fall for Gareth's trip then, uh, trap then. That was very impressive. Instead of saying, do you think you'll go to the Cox Plate? He's too smart for us, Gareth. He says if you booked a jockey and then you might accidentally start answering that question. It all <laughs> Should he get the job done today? He's currently $9 for the Cox Plate. I wouldn't be stunned if he was favourite or close to favourite. Now, you've got to get through today. The horse has got to pull up well. But should both those things happen, is the Cox Plate firmly on the radar? Yeah, I would say that would be our intention should he win today and pull up well. Well, that is exciting, um, Henry. And just with the the Everest, I think it works because it's a marketing machine and it markets itself. Like I've um, put out the example there over the last week. Imperatrice wins a Moya. They say that she's not going. And instead of everybody talking about how she's going to be hard to beat in a Manicato or a, a Dali Sprint or a Champion Sprint at Flemington, they're talking about... Will she go to the Everest? Will there be a late call-up or a deal that's too good to refuse? Or what are they thinking? Um, or have they got too much money? So the Everest dominated the conversation around her, even though they said that she, she wasn't going to go. Um, but from a slot point of view, do you enjoy, and I've talked to a few of the slot holders, I think that it's not just the race that they get a kick out of, it's the, it's the negotiations at the, at, the, at, the, at the table, Henry, that everybody enjoys in a way. Well, Gareth, to, to, to those two points, the first is I totally agree. The beauty of the Everest is these are horses that, that are the, the, the best horses that race in Australia. They're, they're horses that, you know, in their in a, in a, uh, distance division, but they're horses, we, are, we breed the best sprinters in Australia. So these are horses that could compete and win anywhere in the world in, in their jurisdiction in, in, as far as um, in any sprint race in any jurisdiction. And what I think is so right, and Imperatrice is a great example, is people are not only talking about the horses in the race, horses they all know so well, horses that are familiar to them, but they're also talking about horses that didn't get in the race, right? Yeah. And that, to me, is the, is the key to this thing, is that, is that you need racing. You need racing that people know the horses. And, 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 and whilst I love races where you have a lot of internationals, etc., the average punter, the average you know, person that, that loves their racing it doesn't know a lot of these horses, but I'll tell you one thing: they know all twelve horses in the Everest. Yeah, and that's the that's the that's the success of it, Quinny. And I, I've said this a few times that I think the VRC need to have a think and reshape what they do about the Melbourne Cup. And I love the international; you need international presence. But once upon a time, the internationals came, and they were household names in a way in the UK and Ireland, like a, the Oscar Schindlers, the the Septimuses, the Yates, but they couldn't win because top weights, it's difficult to win a Melbourne Cup. So they've gone with their their progressive types that no one really knows about too much because they're lightly raced. So it's it needs to be the most uh, the biggest race in the country to win the Melbourne Cup. But we need to start to look at Brisbane Cup qualifiers, Perth Cup qualifiers, um, Adelaide Cup qualifiers. So the narrative continues throughout the year with the Melbourne Cup, Quinny, and other states embrace it as well a little bit more. Yeah, spot on, Gareth. And we've said this a few times, and I'm in total agreement with you here. That, And just to add to what Henry said, it's like following your footy team with these horses. You know a few months out, 
I like, I wish I win. I want to follow the campaign. I know what he's doing. I've seen his run at Caulfield. I'm hearing from Peter Moody. And it's the same with all those horses at the pointy end of the market. I use I wish I win as an example. But you can make it for all of them where two months out, Aussie punters, they know these horses. They have a connection with these horses. They've backed these horses. They know the trainers. So it's easy to associate with them. And you can have good pub chat about any of the hot top horses in the market. I wish I win. Private eye. Think about any of them at your local pub. And that's what you want. You want punters to be able to talk about the horses and make a case for them and against them and feel for them. I know they're backing winners and backing a winner is important. But look at Militarised as an example, a horse that has now been going around in Australia. He's only three years old, but he's had a couple of campaigns and there are no doubt punters that have latched onto him. They like his racing style. They like the way he goes about it. If he goes onto the Cox Plate, He'll have almost a fan base behind him where if it's an international coming for one run and then they're gone, it's very hard to get that warmth to them. And that's a little bit challenging when you look back on the great history of our sport where you can make the great rivalries, your Sunlines, your Northerlies, your Lonros. We need more of that. Yep, totally agree. Henry, outside of Militarise or Newgate Farms um, team, and you've got, a, you've got a pretty handy team these days at Newgate Farm, um, who is the one horse you would love to own? Oh, that is a uh, that is a great question. But if I could own one horse that was in training yes. in Australia today, it would have to be Shinzo. He's a very well-bred Golden Slip winner, okay. and I reckon he'll run a very cheeky race in the Everest today. The uh, the intelligence is that he's going very very well. That would be a masterful training performance by Waller. Two out of five lame, fourteen hundred back to twelve hundred second up against the best sprinters in the land. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, who knows? But 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 you know, it's um, he could be a freak. You know, he's, he's, he, he, I think yeah, I think he's a good horse, and I think that they've set him for today. So it'll be interesting. But he, he's he's the, he's the most from a you know commercial point of view, from a New York point of view, he's the he's the he's the, he's the, uh, the most valuable horse in training. Um, but yeah, there's some some ripping horses going around, and Mr. Brightside, he's a ripper, isn't he? Yes. What a great horse! What 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 a great horse! Uh, you know, he's everything I love in a horse. What, what's interesting also on the Everest, he was a very inexpensive horse, Mr. Mr. Brightside. I think only one only one horse in the whole race sold for more than $200,000 a year in the Everest. So, so you know, it's a, it, I think it, it, it just shows that um, when only one when only one horse in the Everest sold for more than 200000 a year, it means that people yeah. buying these syndicates have a real chance of getting a proper horse and an Everest, an Everest runner. And you've got state of rest at the Farmer Cox Plate winner. You've got two Cox Plate stallions, winning stallions, who have got the two favourites in our best sprinting race in Savabille with I Wish I Win and, of course, So You Think, we think about it. Um, it's not as simple as you, you guys make it out, this breeding caper. No, but i tell you what, the Cox Plate, <laughs> the Cox Plate is a seriously important stallion-making race. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it really is. It's a real test. It's a, it's a race where the best milers... The best milers, the best Australian milers can win. Uh, you know, the good, the top middle distance horses can clash. Uh, the the overseas horses don't get handicapped. It's a really, it's a, to me, the Cox Plate is you know alongside a Golden Slipper, and I think an Everest will also develop into the same uh, uh, situation to be the most important stallion making races in in Australia. 
It's going to be a great day. I saw Mark Chittick. He had about 50,000 beers yesterday drinking responsibly <laughs> because I think he was with Anthony yeah, Thompson. He's one, he's, well. one, he's, one, he's, one the, he's one of the great, he's one of the great men, Mark yep. Chittick. And, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, he's a, he's a good friend of many of us Aussie breeders. So we'd all love to see him when if, if none of us could. Yeah, I think if you had an Australasian drinking session amongst all of the, the, the head honchos at the different farms in this in this beautiful part of the world, you, Mark would probably be a dollar oh one, I reckon. He, he'd, be the, he'd be the captain. He'd be the captain of the team. That's for sure. Yep. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, it's, it's a great. It's a great day and a, an exciting day, and and I think you know everybody that's participating in the day. Um, yeah, we're just we're just privileged to be involved, aren't we? Well, Henry, you're living the dream. You've done a wonderful job with Newgate Farm, and to build that business as big as it's as it's become in such a a relatively short time in this game has been quite extraordinary and yet you could have a Guineas winner today and you could be an Everest winner as well. So um, wherever Henry's going tonight, I'll be I'll be following closely because he'll be shouting. Um, we appreciate your time, Henry. Um, and, um, hey, the driver's just sent through a text message. He says that um, – he says, tell Henry he's done – he sounded perfect. Uh, he, he sounded um, tremendously well today and he – I couldn't really um, say what he said, but he was praising well, you. Yeah. All, and he said all, sequestered. All, all, all I'll say is, I reckon I would have given Mark Chittick a run for his money yesterday. It was a good, uh, it was a good, it was a good blowout, but it's all part of the fun, isn't it? So the driver said sequestered into Tom Kitten. There you go, Henry, into well, um, militarise. Well, as, as as you always say, go the driver. He knows. He knows. Yeah, he does. He's not he a does guesser. Know. He knows. No, he's not a guesser. Um, thanks very much, mate. We appreciate your time on such a busy day, and good luck. Cheers, guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Great Thanks, to catch Henry. up with Henry Field. You could talk to Henry all day. Um, and Henry's a he's a success quitty, but he's been able to get some big investors involved into Newgate Farm. And this is what I love about this game. I mentioned this a few times, the storylines that only racing can really provide. So you've got Stepati, who's um, trained by Paul Prusker in Horsham, um, owned by a group of country Victorian owners that are living their dream, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in a way, and they're taking on the the might of a world out power um, racing organisation in, in Newgate Farm these days and the China Horse Club um, with uh, Militarise. It's going to be some battle. It certainly is. And a few other wonderful stories in the race. Wolfie for mine is right on the podium, yep. trained by Nick Ryan. We know Nick, a former top jockey and now a top trainer, but he's never won a Group 1 race. And I spoke to him during the week and the excitement in his voice talking about the fact that he might win a Group 1 and that Group 1 could be one of his favourite races in the Caulfield Guineas. And the ownership group is the same owners that got him up and running when he started training. So it's a lot of the staff, family members, it's the loyal long-time owners. So that would be a wonderful story. So if I'm cheering some narrative today, I'd really love to see Wolfie go well. But you're spot on. And that's the wonderful thing about racing. You've got this beautifully bred horse from Newgate up against Departy, and we know the story behind that galloper as well. So it's so exciting. It brings everyone together racing, and I'm trying to keep myself calm because we've got a couple of hours till the big one. 11.26, 11.26, this is Race Car, thanks to Ladbrokes, which is making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Download the app today and Ladbroke it. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's take a break. We'll come back with some winners in the Northern Territory. Plus, Quinny's got to mark our race card on this magical day of racing. Winners of this race card, thanks to Ladbrokes, which is making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Download the app today and Ladbroke it. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 
Thoroughbred Racing NT, the best show on San Andrew Tool from NT Racing, joins us. Hello to you, Andrew. Great to be with you on Everest Day. And, and there'll be a lot of punters out there looking for a winner in the Northern Territory um, today at Alice Springs. So can you help us out, mate? Hopefully, Gareth. Uh, yeah, good morning to you. Good morning to the listeners. What a great day's racing. It's going to be all over the country, of course, uh, Sydney and Melbourne. And, uh, and in the Red Centre, where five races are up to decision, the first at uh, 1.42 Northern Territory time, which is about uh, 12 minutes past uh, three, I think it is, uh, in the uh, southern states. In the first, um, uh, keen on number two, Sweet is Scandi. Uh, she won two starts back then last time out, uh, led and was taken on and just run down. I don't think uh, that's the best pattern for her. I reckon she's better just sitting off from barrier three today. I think she'll get a lovely run in transit. And uh, Yanis Luxemburg knows her well. Kevin Lampert's got uh, a couple engaged in the first. He's got Sweet as Scandi and uh, Lisa. But I am leaning towards number two, Sweet as Scandi. It's a $4 chance on uh, the fixed odds market at the present time. So number two in the first for me. In the second, uh, one of the better bits for me uh, is number four, Tintern Power. I think the source can uh, can get the chocolates for Sonia Logan and um, Terry Gillette today. She uh, was really good last time out in a benchmark 76. Way, way back in class today to a benchmark 54. As long as uh, he does everything right, Tintern Power, I think, can be willing. It's at $3.40, the favourite there, Boy Big. So race two, number four, Tintern Power, one of my best of the day. Then we have the three smaller fields on the day, uh, Gareth. Uh, so a couple of good-sized ones to start, and then three smaller ones. In the third, number one, Flying Yushu just looks the horse to beat. He's only $1.45, but I think he'll be winning. So race three, number one. Race four, uh, I thought number four, Asashi, might have be a bit of value here at $4.40. The favourite is Mighty Mert, uh, the top weight. Uh, but Asashi getting a decent pull in the weight stand. Sekos aboard today for Terry Gillette. And uh, number four, in race four, my selection there. And in the last, uh, I thought number one, Zell Ring, uh, was the way to go. Two kilo claim for young Emma Lyons. Uh, it was good winning last time out. That was over 1,400, beating Desert Lass. And today, over the 1,600 metres, I think will be better suited. $2.50 chance in the last. So race five, number one. Who's your Everest tip or Guinea's tip? Uh, Everest, I'm an I wish I win man. And uh, I find it hard to go past Militarise in the Guineas. Uh, I know the draw's a bit sticky, but um, I think he's the best horse. I think he'll be hitting the line with a massive amount of gusto. So, um, yeah, looking forward to uh, a fantastic day around the country, mate. Thanks, mate. Good luck today. Thanks. Thanks, Gareth. NT Thoroughbred Racing, it's simply, yes, it is the best racing entertainment in the Territory. Quiddy, you still there? I am indeed, and I'm All very right. pumped because I've put a special on the Ladbrokes app, $2.50, I wish I win, and militarised to both run top four. Now, it's not capped Two fifty. Yep. I'll take you that like every that day of the week. Yeah, I love it. That's it does, great. I, yeah. I, you I, are I Santa Claus on Christmas Day, giving out gifts like that. Taking two fifty on, I wish I win, getting clear galloping room because right, I can't then. see a scenario where Militarised doesn't run top four, and I do think I wish I win will be mighty hard to beat. But top four, if you want to be conservative, two fifty turn twenty into fifty, and that can be found under the racing extras Le- on the Ladbrokes app. He'll be doing it safely, but if there's a little bit of a gap and he'll be thinking seven hundred thousand dollars in my back pocket, Luke Nolan, he'll be pushing out. Oh, I'll give you the tip. Um, host of text messages coming through for double nine seven three six seven three six to join the conversation. Morning, Gareth. You're an Iron Man. What a twenty four hours. Yeah, it's been amazing, hasn't it? Million dollar chase. Um, unfortunately, I missed the Everest or the Guineas today, but I'm looking forward to the Vic Cup. But I'll be watching the races. Hopefully, I can get Wi Fi on the plane. 
Um, I reckon Miller tries can do the Guinea's Cox Plate double. He was keeping it pretty close to his chest there, Henry. Um, it's a good year for the three-year-olds in the Cox Plate, not the greatest depth this year, so no clear standouts from Ronnie. Merry Christmas, Gareth, and the team could overpass move out two or three from the rail and the straight and I wish I win, go up the inside lanes. Well, that would be a perfect scenario, Chris, if if that did um, unfold for that horse. Um, Gareth, does Tom Kitten get ridden more forward with Nash on today? I think from that draw with the start there at Randwick over the 1,800 metres, there's a, a a quick gallop to that first bend. So the lower the, the draw, the better the chance you are to settle in a nice forward spot. And stepping up to the 1,800, he'll be in a, uh, a, a spot where he'll be a lot closer today, Matty T, Tom Kitten. That's why I think he's hard to beat because he maps perfectly. Um Gareth's thoughts on Woofy today in the Guineas, gets back and hits the line hard. Um, Todd, well, I think that the money suggests that he's going to run a big race. My only concern is that no horse has ever won a Guineas in their first preparation. Well, not for a long, long time. So it's a it's a task they're giving him, but he's been nominated for a Cox Plate. So he must be he must be well within himself. Um, so yeah, I think he's a I think he's a chance. I don't think he can win, but the money suggests that he, he won't be far away. Let's take a break. It's 11.13 or 11.37. This is a race card thanks to Ladbrokes. And Ladbrokes is making every race even more exciting. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Get your pens ready because Nick Quinn's about to mark your race card straight after this. Love it. Welcome back to Winners Thanks to Ladbrokes, which is making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Download that magical app today and Ladbroke it. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We wish everybody involved with the Entain slot with I Wish I Win the best of luck and um, hopefully runs a big race for the Red Army. Now, Quinny, let's mark our race cards. We'll start at Caulfield with your best bets. Are you there, Quinny? Oh, did I mute you? You did mute me. Take it away. You got me, son. You got me. You got me. There we go. I didn't mute. Yeah, this is for once I'm not guilty. Um, Look, it's a little challenging to be disciplined on a day like this, isn't it? Because we do want to get right and stuck in. Now, I think Uncommon James will take out race number five. The money has been for Ascura, but I'm going to stick with the Queenslander second up from a spell. 240, I think we'll get better than that. So I'm going to keep the powder dry just a little bit. I'm going to have something each way. Race six, number one, Ayrton. Now, he's such a fascinating galloper, but his recent trials have been very encouraging. He's got a great record here at Caulfield. So each way, race six, number one, Ayrton. What a disgrace you are, Quinny, tipping people into Ayrton. You need to have a hard look at yourself. Come on, no sledging me till at least they've run, please, Gareth. Otherwise, I'll make sure you do that via Twitter. Alligator Blood, I think you'll get out to about $3.20 and be mighty hard to beat. That's race seven, number one. But if we're going to have proper bets today, I think we wait. I think the two best bets on the program at Caulfield come up in the final two races on the program, Militarise and Amelia's Jewel. Militarise, race nine, number one, and Amelia's Jewel, race 10, number three. I can't believe she's 260, Gareth. I thought she'd be maybe odds on. So I'll be having my main bet on her. Tiny saver on Antino, but... She's just a rising star, Gareth, and you only get one chance to back them as they race their way through the grade. So that's the way I am playing Caulfield today. I can't believe the prize. So at Caulfield today, I'm having something each way, Shiva. Jodie Hayes gave her a great push with us on Tuesday morning. She worked strongly. Forget her run down that straight there at Flemington last start. 
Before that, she was defeating Wolfie at Geelong on pace. So I think she's over the odds at 13 or $15 with Ladbrokes. Um, Karini's going to be hard to beat. I think he's a progressive stay. Just looks better than these. Um, so that's in the Herbert Power, race three, number eight. Race four, it's a tough race. Um, she's dances at $10.310. Catherine Coleman did say that she is their best chance each way today for the Moody and Coleman camp. I'm with us for uh, Uncommon James has met her the last couple of occasions. I know the blinkers go on and his record's better second up. But as Fura has belted him um, the last two times that they've met, and I thought she was awesome there in the Moya. She should be a Group 1 winner. 1,100 metres Caulfield is perfect for her. So I'm taking you on there, Quinny. Race 6, leave it alone. Race 7, I think Alligator Blood dictates terms. Just with the wind conditions there, headwind into the home straight, mate. Um, what do you think that will do for the pattern? They're telling me it could get up to 50 Ks, which could cause havoc today with uh, the racing. I tell you what, it nearly blew the colour out of my hair when I got out of the car. It's not as bad as it was half an hour ago, but hopefully it doesn't pick up again because, yeah, it would be a bit of a challenge. And let's face it, it's probably a factor that a lot of us haven't really taken into account doing the form that they might be literally running into a gale. So that will be worth monitoring as well. And what would be interesting is what would be bad for alligator blood could potentially be very good for Amelia's Jewel come the final race on the program if that headwind is up and running. So I'm with Alligator Blood. I think the Mare's race, Wish or Lass, is the one to beat, but she's short. And then I'm with Amelia's Jewel in the last race. And Millet to Rise, I think, will be too strong in the Caulfield Guineas uh, this afternoon. Let's mark our card in Sydney now, Quinny. Okay. And once again, we've got to be disciplined. It is the theme of the day. It's probably not a skill that you and I have mastered yet, Gareth, but we're certainly trending in the right direction. I think we can get a nice early bank up with race three, number four, Arctic Glamour. She's trimmed up from two twenty into a dollar eighty today. For mine, that looks a good way to play the multis. Race number four is a race in two for mine between Tom Kitten and Snowman. I'm going to stay out, but I do think there's too much of a difference from a market perspective. I know you like Tom Kitten there at that two dollar eighty quote. In race number seven, I'm sticking with I wish I win. And I think the good value in the race is Cinderella. I think he'll run a good race. I know he's had an interrupted preparation, but he's got a lot of upside, and he could be the bolter for the exotics. Then later on in the day, race nine, number two, Mr. Brightside should be winning. And the last race on the program, race 10, number four, Renee Asin's woman. Each way, all day, race 10, number four, currently 6.50 on the Ladbrokes fixed odds. First race is difficult. The money coming for Land Legends, interesting. James Ferguson, Tylan Schiller, $5.50 now, but I'll leave that race alone. Gaza Blank has been well supported, $2.70. Looks tough to beat, but I'll leave that race alone as well. Race three, I'm all over Arctic Glamour. Now she's into $1.80 with Ladbroke. She's a 1,000 guineas horse. She'll probably go back from that gate, but the way that she went the other day, I don't know how they beat her. Race four, I'm keen on Tom Kidd, and he's out to 280 now in the gloaming stakes, which is a good bet. Race five, I like front page in the Kosciuszko. Opal Rich, um, a saver, and for a roughie, I think he's terrific value. Bianco Villano for Ronnie Stubbs and Craig Williams. You get $41 for that galloper. Race six on the program, tough race, the Sydney Stakes. A host of chances there. Race seven is the big one, the Everest. I'm playing two horses, Cylinder. He's out to $11 now. The money coming for the stable mate in secret into eight fifty, and also private eye at six fifty. But 
Oh, there's a there's a few winning chances there. Um, in the King Charles, I think you can play the internationals just small each way, um, which is race nine on the program, and and that's light infantry man at nine dollars Ladbrokes, and Buckaroo. You get nineteen dollars for that galloper. Um, Bright side is going to be hard to beat, and race ten you can leave alone as well. I did have the drivers all up. He's going with um, sequestered the place. Race two, number nineteen, at a dollar ninety-five into Tom Kitten to win. So we might pay that. Um, the other races that I'm playing, or we can mark our race card. Shane Curley O'Keen on one in race six. And that's Mission of Love at Eagle Farm, race six, horse number 17. And in Adelaide at Morpherville today, race four, Heath Pope was keen on uh, Agamama at 2.45. So that's race four, horse number three. Opening day at Ascot today, like I wanted to play, but geez, there's some competitive racing and it's a difficult card, I think, to really identify one as a special. Um, and then, of course... We've got Witness Victoria's richest middle distance harness race, the Pride's Easy Fee Victoria Cup tonight. The Pride's Easy Fee Victoria Cup, I think Catch a Wave at $17 could be a play. Save on Better Eclipse. I'm taking on Leap to Fame because I just think he might have to do too much work. And the Maltzy there with Ladbrokes at Melton tonight, the safe one anyway, is $11. Rocking with Attitude in the trot, the three-year-old trot, $2. Queen leader in the Bill Collins Trotter's Mile, race five. At a dollar seventy in the Oaks, major delight from the second row, race eight two thirty, and ladies in red in the feature mares race, race two at a dollar fifty. So that multi around eleven dollars and eighty cents there with Ladbrokes. Quinny, I love it, Gareth. You, you call it, you call it your safe multi, and it's eleven dollars. I don't think I've ever taken a multi that's paid as much as eleven dollars. That's why you're the high flying bloke in our duo, but it's going to be a great night at Melton tonight. Now, you've forgotten more about harness racing than I know, but when I pick up the form guide and I see not only superstars, but superstars going against each other in so many races tonight, I really think that's what the sport yeah. needs to thrive, and I think that's going to have a lot of cut through tonight as well, because there's extra coverage, which will be great. I know yeah. you'll be there, and I think it's just great timing on the back of this massive day of Gallops action. Can't wait. It'll be on racing.com tonight. Quinny, enjoy call. Feel we've run out of time. Love your work, mate. Get to Melton safely and happy punting, G-Man.